0: And welcome to the Worldwide Shelves Pod. It's episode seventy-one, and it's, it's it's a good pod. It's going to be a good pod today. We have the Arsenal versus Chelsea preview, um, and we've got two special guests. No Marv, no jesters. We've got two brand new guests on. Uh, first of all, I'd like to introduce our guest is who is a Chelsea fan. He has a YouTube channel currently at four hundred and nine subscribers. And growing every day. It's Ryan Sears. How are you doing, man?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited to be on this podcast. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. But I'm good, man. Hope everyone's well.
0: Perfect, perfect. And our next guest. It's one of the. F- it's the second opposition fan we've had on this podcast. We I said. I promised that we get more opposition fans on this time. And we for the Arsenal game, I couldn't resist but getting on an Arsenal fan because it's great to banter him. It's quite funny. And I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. Our guest, she has her own YouTube channel, and she also appears on Mo from AFTV, his new channel, uh producing videos. It's Miss Molina. How are you doing?
2: Hey Matt, thanks so much for having me on your show on your podcast today. I'm not looking forward to the London Derby, but I'm looking forward to this podcast. So let's get straight into it.
0: Yeah, I mean, before we get into the game, obviously it is transfer window time and three things are inevitable in the, in life. Death, taxes and bad Arsenal transfer windows. Molina, first of all, how how do you think your transfer window has gone right now? Because obviously we've got Odegaard that looks like he's about to sign, Ramsdale is about to sign. Do you think you've had a good window so far or do you think it's typical Arsenal window?
2: Um, just to keep it short, I think it's the same old Arsenal, the same old, you know, um, not being about our business, not being quick enough in transfers. And although we've splashed the cash and been the highest spenders so far, this transfer window, um, I don't think we've necessarily spent the cash wisely. And I don't think we've identified key issues that we have in our squad from last season. For example, a right back, you know, a DM. um getting a goalkeeper preferably that was not homegrown like Onana on the market at 5 million, um, a great, um, at ball distribution and playing out from the back, something that Leno fails to do. And to me, although we've, you know, we're not necessarily getting big names that we wanted like a Madison and we couldn't really, uh, push for that. Um, it's good to see young players coming in like, uh, Tavares and Sambi Lakonga, I'm looking forward to see what they have to offer and seeing them play in preseason and the Brentford game, they looked really well. But right now, some of the transfers that we made um, seem like poor business decisions on the market and, you know, not really spending the money where in key areas that we needed to assess, Matt.
0: Yeah, I mean, As me being part Belgian, obviously I can vouch for Sambi Laconga being actually probably, I'd say, your best signing. I think he's a very talented player and I think he will be a very good player in the future. Obviously, it's one of the things where he's probably not, well, for your level of being a mid-table club, probably is about right for him starting now, but it is a bit of a step up for him. So it is is a bit of a strange one that that is your best signing. I mean, spending £50 on Ben White for me, he is absolute crazy. Uh, Nuno Tavares, I think he'll do okay, but, I mean, obviously, it would either be a back-up Tierney or back-up right-back, and I just think, where he's a left-footed player, I, ha- I do not like to have a left-footed right-back, because it just doesn't provide that service in terms of attack and threat. And then you've got Odegaard coming back, which, yes, it kind of sol- solves your creative issue a little bit, but you had that last season you didn't really, it didn't really help you too much, so I, I don't know. I think Arsenal, have uh, f- typical, as you said, spent a lot of money, but not in the right areas, and wasted it on overpriced players. Um, w- before we go to Ryan, what what have you thought of Chelsea's transfer window? Obviously, we signed Lukaku, we signed a third choice goalkeeper. Do you think Chelsea have had a good window?
2: I think Chelsea have had a pretty decent window. You know, getting Lukaku back as a rival but just you know seeing the way Lukaku was treated at Man United before in the past and you know him playing at Everton I'm excited to see what he what he's going to bring back to the Premier League hopefully he doesn't uh, batter us in our own yard um on Sunday but um I think you guys have had a pretty decent window now I know um you're still working on transfers you know I think you're working on bringing in another player um by the end of the transfer window um I think you guys have done good business so far and you know, unlike us, your um director, Marina, um, you know, getting players like working towards a player like Jules Kunde, that's something that's still in the air. And to me that looks more promising than um, you know, the Holland links that were going on. Thankfully those have been put to bed and I think uh Lukaku's gonna do well for you guys. So um, you guys have done good business and uh, allocated the funds where they needed to be in, in areas that you needed to address.
0: Yeah, I mean it it, might, it it still mind blows me that we effectively have sold as much as we've bought. We are zero on financial fair play and we've still got many players to sell. The likes of Bakioka could be leaving at the end of the season. Um, you've got the likes of Ugbo, you've got I'd say three or four more players that at least could go out, including Zuma, that could fetch 25 to 30 million. So I just think Chelsea's business are absolutely fantastic. And when you hear people like Jurgen Klopp saying that we're spending so much money, I just look at him like, but if anything, we've not. We've sold as much as we've spent. And I think that's, especially in these times when it's economically, COVID is messing up a lot of clubs. Barcelona for one Chelsea, I think, are just working so smartly in the transfer window. Um, it's unbelievable. Um, Brian, obviously, i will come to you. Obviously, I've, we've spoke uh, many times in the streams about the transfer window, but just just for the people on the podcast, let tell tell me how how you think of the Chelsea with transfer window.
1: Um, I think it's been good so far, obviously. When you have a team that's just won the Champions League, you don't want to buy two too many players for no reason, because obviously you want to keep um, the core of your squad that one you that Champions League. But I think ultimately under Thomas Tuchel, we've done very well, but our biggest problem has been um, scoring goals and we knew that we had to address that issue um, uh, in the transfer window. And I think we have been getting one of the best finishers in the world and one of the best strikers in the world in Romelu Lukaku. Um, and yeah, I think uh, a centre mid and a centre back would be good as well. Um, I wouldn't be angry or annoyed if we didn't get them too, but I think if we get uh, a centre a mid, which looks like it could be two though, that's getting a little bit more unlikely, and the centre back would just be a good plus. I don't think it's one that we need that much um, in the short term, maybe in the long term, but I think it'd be a plus, but I think ultimately... I think we've addressed the elephant in the room, which is, you know what I mean, been scoring goals and our main problem in signing Wabalu Lukaku. Um, so, I, I've been happy with our transfer window. We've done what we've needed to do.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Lukaku is going to be, hopefully, a phenomenal player for us this season. We'll really solve them issues. I think on the midfield thing, I will be a little bit disappointed if we don't get a midfielder, just because it's still another year that we haven't technically replaced Matic, which, yes, we've got Kante and Jorginho working well in a double pivot, but we have we technically only have three midfielders starting at the moment out of the four. Um, so we, we need another body in there. Maybe Ruben Loftus-Cheek can do a job. Obviously, that would make me extremely happy for him to do that. But I feel we just need a shoe of many in there just to create some rotation for the likes of Kanté who obviously isn't always fit. Jorginho run gets uh is playing every single game. How long can he do that before he picks up an injury? So you have just got you've got I think Chelsea have got to be careful in that respect. And maybe that's why I think do we need a Kunde especially with Shalaba playing really well, but if we can get both that's a 10 out of 10 window for me and will be definitely better than Arsenal's window which I don't think it's much of a competition at the moment. Um and what do you what Ryan, what do you think of Arsenal's transfer window? Do you think do you think it's as bad as some of the Arsenal fans are saying, or do you think it's much better than what people were saying?
1: Um, I just think it's a bit underwhelming. I just think a team that finished eight, there's there's problems there and I think Arsenal in the transfer window haven't done what we did. We saw we had a big problem, which was scoring goals, and we addressed it and getting a top striker. Arsenal's, I think, one of their biggest problem uh, problems have been right-back and centre-mid. They haven't had a centre-mid to partner Partey or when Partey gets injured, have a centre-mid who's going to be like Thomas Partey. Um, and their right-back, um, Bellerin speaks for himself. He's been awful. Cedric has been below par. And Callum Chambers is a centre-back playing right-back. Um, so I feel like they needed a right back. They needed the centre mid. Um, they could have got Basuma from Brighton, who I rate really highly. I think he's a very good centre midfielder. And they could have got him for around the same price. They got Ben White, and then they could have showed up their midfield. And then they could have had I don't know maybe Gabriel and another centre back. I think that would have been that would have been solid if you had two solid um centre midfielders in front of two centre backs. Um, I don't know what's going on with the right back situation. I don't know if they think that they can rely on Callum Chambers or Cedric Suarez. Um, I don't think they can. I think they need a proper right back. And obviously, I think Lukonga's good. Um, from what I've seen uh, in the couple of games he's played for Arsenal so far, looks like a promising young player. But is he gonna deliver now in the short term? I think he's a good young term, um, he's a good long term. Player and I think he will be a, a very very good player, but I think what Arsenal needed was someone like a Besuwa, someone um, you know what I mean he was gonna come in and just shore that midfield up with Thomas Party he would make it really really solid, and then I don't know Ben White I think that's he's a decent signing, but I don't if a 50 million is he a centre back that's gonna you know what I mean change. Um, their they their back four and change their defense like a uh, Ruben Diaz did for Man City or a Van Dijk did for Liverpool or a Thiago Silva did for Chelsea. I don't think so. Um, and then yeah, it looks like they're gonna get Martin Odegaard, who's I think he's a good young creative player. But could they have paid a bit more money and got Madison, someone who plays in this league and someone who I think's better than Odegaard and has more intent? then older Guard, you needs a match winner which I don't think Odegaard is so all in all I think Arsenal's transfer window has just been a bit underwhelming they made decent signings but I just think they could have addressed it this transfer window a lot a lot better especially for a team that finished eighth twice in a row
0: yeah definitely um just before we move off the transfer to- topics Melina is it is there any one signing that Arsenal could make that would change this window for you? Anyone that is being realistically linked?
2: Um, Right now we're still being linked to Hussain Awar and last season you know we could have got him but there was a problem with his brother and agent demanding a lot more fees. I agree with Ryan. Um, Basuma was someone I highly vouched for and I wish we went after. You know that partnership with Basuma and Thomas Party would have been incredible for us and Basuma is proven in the Premier League. He's also really really Excited, and he really wanted to come to Arsenal, but we just couldn't go after the player profile that we needed. Instead, we went for, um, you know, we went for signings like Ben White and Lukanga. I think Lukanga is going to take some time to build through, although he's looking good right now. Um, you know, let's see what happens against teams like Chelsea that like to press us. Will these players turn up? um other players were being linked to um not necessarily anything i know of um as of now the situation stands unlike you guys were struggling to offload um so-called deadwood players whereas you guys have sort of balanced your books a lot better than us in that management sense that, you know, a lot of your young players who you are going to be offloading even now, moving forward into the end of the transfer window, you guys have been a lot quicker in that sense. Whereas we cannot buy until we can get more players off our roster and out of our books. And going into, you know, the final week of the transfer window, we're going to be seeing a lot more outgoings and then a final incoming, which I think will be right back. Assuming we can offload Hector Bellerin.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the funniest part of Arsenal's transfer window this summer is the fact that you make, you got one of your players, Granit Xhaka.
2: A new contract.
0: Yeah, it's gone from, he's going to Roma, we're going to sell him, we're going to get some money out of him to, he signs a new contract and starts the season as captive once again. After the way that he threw the captain's armband away last time, I find it criminal that you can put him back as a captain. What what do you think of that situation?
2: So of that situation, I was going to address that in terms of, you know, Arteta's future. And, you know, with Arteta was actually the one, he came out openly and said, I wanted to give Granit Xhaka a second chance. And that situation with Granit Xhaka, although he plays really well and a different type of player, a leader on the pitch for Switzerland in the Euros, it's a completely different uh, environment and a completely different style of play. Not a lot of pressure as the Premier League and obviously not a long season like the Premier League last. And for me, that incident with Granite Xhaka throwing the armband in frustration and, you know, putting the shirt on the floor, uh, telling the fans to F off. Uh, it was really disrespectful. But on the other side of the spectrum, you have to realize that uh, fans were abusing and, and threatening um death on his family and his child at the time. I'm not trying to justify his behavior in any way, but I can understand, you know, the frustrations that happen in the moment. Um, To me, I would prefer uh, someone like Kieran Tierney, if he wasn't as injury prone to step up to a captaincy position, because Kieran Tierney is someone who I feel shows a lot of leadership on and off the pitch, you know, left the the Euros, um, after the Euros ended, he left his holiday early to come back to training with, um, with the Arsenal squad. And that that is a team player and a leader we need on the pitch. Um, you know, giving Granit Xhaka a new contract is fine. Let's give him another chance. But when you come out as a manager and tell us that you want to go back to a 3-4-3 formation, which we did play well under, Matt, but... When you tell us you don't know where Granite Shaka is going to fit into that formation, that's very jarring to me. And that's very questionable to me as, you know, is this a manager that's going to take us forward? Or is this a manager that's taking us 11 steps backwards? Um, and that's where it comes down to is, is Granite Shaka going to prove us wrong and do better? Granite Shaka is a leader, mind you. And I, I think, you know, a lot of fans are holding resentment to that situation that happened um, you know, In the past, a lot of fans are, are holding that against us and giving a player that openly said he doesn't want to be here and on Swiss television he said I told the fans to F off and I'll tell them again, that's not a leader to me. That's no longer someone who should represent the club as a captain and I feel that armband should be passed on to someone who shows a lot more potential and a lot more willingness to be on the pitch as a leader on and off the pitch.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I think Tierney, I mean, for me, he's your best player at the moment by far. He's the only player that I kind of really fear in that Arsenal team. And as you said, I, I think he would be a good captain. He's someone that maybe he's not completely ready for the role right now, but he's someone that you can grow into the role over time. Obviously, at this moment, you are not in a good situation. So maybe it's a good time to let someone grow into a role such as the captain um, I just think with the Grant Xhaka situation, it's just for every for, uh, rival club, it's just a bit of banter extra that we can throw at you. It's just, it, I, it's, I do I do feel sorry for you, you, Arsenal fans, sometimes because you get put up with a lot of it. But in terms of the Grant Xhaka situation, Chelsea, we kind of had our own little situation of that um, where Chelsea fans give abuse to players. Um, we had an open training session yesterday and. Uh, some fan decided to get on the microphone and tell Verner to get out of the club. Obviously, it's not as hostile of a situation as Granite Jacques's one, but at least with Verner, I can commend the situation that didn't react to it um, and was very cool about it. Which that again is a kind. It's it just shows that you just need to be a you need to be calm about these things. you you're, you're going to get abuse unfortunately, especially. Unfortunately, at Arsenal—it's very hostile situation. So sometimes you are going to get on the wrong end of the stick. Obviously, the abuse that he was getting was way across the line. But
1: I think as well. Yeah, go um, on, Ryan. I think as well with the captain situation. I just feel like with the way Arsenal play, the only real threat is Kieran Tierney. Sometimes it's Bakayo Saka and Smith at times, but they're youngsters. You can't rely on them too much. And it's like. Does Granite Xhaka, whenever I see Arsenal play, does he ever do anything that warrants the captain on the ball? All I really see him doing is passing sideways, which is fine. But at least if you're going to be the captain in midfield, we're going to need to see more line-breaking passes. You're going to need to see more you know, through balls, more chance creation from deep, um, being more press resistant. And I feel like whenever I watch Arsenal, their main threat is just to give Quirantini the ball and hope he creates something, hopes he crosses into the box and... Most of the time he does well, but sometimes he doesn't. So I just feel like with their play style as well, they might as well give the captain to the not only their best player, in my opinion, the player that they rely on for their creativity and for everything they, they, they do. They give Kiritini the ball a lot, so it would make sense to give him captain rather than Granit Xhaka.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just a horrible situation, unfortunately, at Arsenal where... You can only pick one or two players that even show the quality that you need, let alone be enough to wear a captain's armband. And I think there's a lot of problems in the club, and we'll come on to the next issue right now, which is the manager. Obviously, Arteta stayed at the end of last season, which surprised me. Um, He's coming to this season, obviously lost at Brentford, which was, again, quite embarrassing for Arsenal fans. And then immediately his future has been questions in the papers, talks of uh, Antonio Conte, former Chelsea manager, being links with the job. Um, Melina, what do you think of Arteta's future? Do you think he's got long in the job or do you think you're going to move in for someone early?
2: Um, Yes, so we're kind of in that situation where you guys were under Frank Lampard as a manager. Now, keep in mind, Frank Lampard for Chelsea is a Chelsea legend, and that's something you can't take away from him. But for us, Arteta isn't necessarily, and I wouldn't go to say that he's an Arsenal legend. He's more of an Everton legend. And at the time that we sacked Unai Emery... um, Ancelotti was available and we could have gone for him you know we could have gone for I wanted I actually wanted um, Thomas Tuchel when Emery was sacked and people laughed at me because at the time Thomas Tuchel didn't have the name that he has now with Chelsea Um, But going on to you know seeing Arteta for us I was like Okay, he worked under Pep, but he came on the job with a blank CV uh, With no experience whatsoever. So as a novice manager Taking on the Arsenal job just by referral of being under Pep, that was very, very questionable to me. And going on, okay, he won us the FA Cup, he won us the community shield. But to me, that's not good enough. And as as a team that should be competing, we left Highbury, our fortunes and you know, everything that we stood for at Highbury Stadium, we left that, built a new stadium at the Emirates and have fallen far back. And I think now we're in a situation like Liverpool in 2014 through their rebuild phase. And now when when we're only playing one game a week because we have no European football, uh, um Arteta's now got his players. He's got a full preseason. We gave him the money he wanted. We gave him the players he wanted. He wanted Ben White. He wanted Martin Odegaard back. We've given you all that. Now you have to prove to us what you can do. And I feel that he's out of his debt and that this job is too much pressure for him to handle. And if you can't handle that job, then you, my friend, need to walk away. Um, you know, being linked with Conte is really interesting because I don't think the owners that we have, you know, Kroenke and KSC Enterprise, I don't think they, they can hide under a man like Conte. Conte will demand the players he wants, the formation he wants, and Conte is a manager who's um, proven and experienced. Um, I think Kroenke Enterprise and KSC Enterprise want a manager that they can hide behind so that they can continue this facade of being an owner who cares about the state of our club. When realistically, when David Dean sold us to Cronkies, they never knew what they were getting involved in. They never knew what, fo- what a football club should be, what Arsenal football club stood for, and they don't care. They don't watch games. They don't care about the fans. Our fans pay the highest ticket prices in London for season tickets. And, you know, we have no excuses right now. We're only playing one game a week. Arteta has a lot of pressure on his hands. And rightfully so. He needs to prove it that he's the man for the job. And if he can't do that, he needs to walk. And hopefully, like the way you guys replaced Lampard, hopefully we do that sooner. But we should have done it earlier. Um, Personally, I wish we would have done it earlier. And in fact, I would even go far to say I wish he didn't get the job. I wish we had got a better manager instead when Emery was sacked. Or even I wish we would have given Emery a bit more time. But right now, just changing the manager every single time, it's not the main issue. The main issue, the root of our problems at Arsenal Football Club, is the owner, the board, and then it comes down to the manager. So if you're not fixing the people at the top who are greedy and don't care about you know the state of our club. Don't care about pr- progress in our club until their pockets get hurt even further. I don't think we're gonna see much much change and much improvements in our squad. And I think you know in our pr- progress to get back into European football, that's where we're at now. And can Arteta do that? Only time will tell. Moving forward into this season. And right now, I just want to get back into Europe. Um, you know, finishing a top five or top six. You know, I think we'll only finish fifth or sixth if we're lucky. Um, Assuming I see more signings near the end of the transfer window, if we finish fifth or sixth and get back into Europe, that's a start. But is this manager good enough to take us forward? I, I don't think so. And I need to see more of what he can offer. Just because you beat the top four teams, one SNFA Cup and a community shield, doesn't justify you as a top manager for a top club. And we're not the top club that we were in the past. And a lot of our fans need to accept that. And a lot of our fans need to accept that a single player like Bukayo Saka or Kieran Tierney cannot change our fortunes. And a lot of our fans don't seem to understand that one player can't change a whole squad, can't change the lack of creativity, the lack of goal-scoring threat we have in our squad.
0: Yeah, I mean, going into the Conte aspect, obviously... As me and Ryan would know, Conte is someone that demands everything. And if he doesn't get what he wants, he will walk away from the job. As we've seen yeah. with Tottenham, he's already completely rejected Tottenham because there's not a project there for him. He's walked out of Inter Milan, he's walked out of Juventus, he's walked out of Chelsea. Do you think Do you think it's even a possibility, Molina, that he would even come to Arsenal? I know you've spent
2: no, some I sort not of think money, so but... All. I don't think Conte is the man to come uh, to Arsenal because I don't think he'll get what he wants. And Conte is the type of manager, as you said, and as I addressed earlier, um, if Conte doesn't get what he wants, he's he's not coming to Arsenal Football Club. The same way he rejected Spurs. I think, you know, I think this is just paper talks for now, and it's going to stay as paper talks. I don't see Conte um, realistically coming to Arsenal. If it happens, it's going to be interesting. But um, it's really up in thin air right now for for myself.
0: Yeah, um, Ryan. Obviously, you're lo- you like me are looking at this from the outside as a rival fan. So preferably, we'd love to Arteta to stay for as long as possible. But what do you think of the overall um, situation? If you were an Arsenal fan, obviously that would be horrible if you were. But yeah. would you want rid of Arteta?
1: If I was an Arsenal fan, I don't think I'd be on this podcast. I'd stop watching football. But <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna do a real, real Ferdinand moment. Give him, give him the contract. Give him the pen. Sign the contract. No, I'm joking. Um, Arsenal man, is so like, I don't know. There's just so many problems um, at Arsenal. I think Arteta is one of the problems, but I feel like. He's the puppet to the Cronkies in it? He's the puppet that's doing the wrong things. But, like, you know what I mean? The puppet masters are cronky and the board. And they, I don't know, they've backed Arteta a little bit here, but they could have definitely backed him more. Um, the board as well, like, I know Arteta is involved in making the signings, but the board as well, very, uh, very, very inexperienced. And then you add all of that together with an owner who doesn't care, a board that's inexperienced, a manager that's out of his depth, and players who are just simply, most of them are not good enough. You add all all of that together with the mentality of the club and the atmosphere around the club. And, you know what I mean? Uh, They haven't won a league since 2004. You add all of that up together. It's a recipe for disaster. Um. So I don't know. are the board, like everyone, everyone's at fault. I think the only good thing for Arsenal now is that they got good young players coming up in Saka, Smith Rowe, Martinelli, Balogun, Pepe, all the gods. They got some good young players, but other than that, there's nothing there.
0: Yeah, it's just it's. It's a really horrible situation for him because I feel for me, it's going into the next topic. Really, what is wrong with Arsenal? For me, it's everything. I think you've got the owners, as Ryan said, don't care. The the board, just like the fact that Edu is on holiday in the middle of the transfer window, is just apps. It just it's just again banter for rival fans just to throw at Arsenal, and then you've got Arteta who is just woefully out of his depth. And actually, I think I was I think it was Turkish that said on AFTV. He made a really good analogy of Kronke is the puppet master, Arteta's the puppet. Now, yeah, you you look at you don't you don't moan at the puppet because the puppet is being controlled by the puppet master. Um, and if you sack the puppet, the, they're just going to bring another puppet in. But the root cause is obviously the owners. But unfortunately for Arsenal fans, I think no matter what they try and do in terms of potential protests etc i just don't think you're going to get the guy out until he decides he wants to sell up um which i think honestly probably isn't going to happen because arsenal is just going to continue making the money and i think fans whatever they do if they stop buying shirts stop going to games it's still it's not going to make much of a difference because the tv money comes in sponsorships come in so it's going to take a lot for Arsenal fans to get Kroenke out, and I think it's possibly an a impossible job. Um, I actually had a, a chat with a few Arsenal fans the other day, and I, I, we come up with the idea that if Arteta gets sacked, I can see Kroenke taking again the easy route and bringing Per Mertesacker into the job. Molina, what 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 would you think if? they decide to promote paramatosakar into the job. Do you think that's just another arteta? Or do you think that's something that
2: could work for you guys? Um I think that could work for us. But then again, as I mentioned earlier, you know, changing the manager every time, changing the puppet every time, so to speak, doesn't necessarily change the puppet master, right? And just because, you know, per has has been doing well where he is now, you know, so he does have that experience. And of course he's our our um ex-player uh, i would be interested in seeing you know if he can handle managing a men's squad and how well he'll do but if they'll give him that opportunity you know i agree Cronky might go the easy route and go for someone like Per sacker but that doesn't necessarily change anything from the top to the bottom when we have owners who don't care about the state of our football club until it hurts their pockets a lot and you know as you said We can protest and we can stop buying the kits but the same people it's it's a lot of hypocrisy with our fan base some of our fan base so to speak and the same people who say cronkey out and you know go to these protests on one hand on the other hand are buying the latest kits you know giving them money in season tickets or memberships and apparel and and you know things like that you know giving them more money and unlike Man United for the Glazers situation, Man United fans actually gathered together in, in thousands of numbers that showed up on world news, whereas our protest was laughable. And I don't think, you know, a protest or uh, resisting season tickets and, and, you know, resisting buying the uh, apparel, it's a good effort. But is it effective is is a whole different story. And I don't think it's as, it's, it's as effective as, you know, something to take the Kronkies out of our, our club. And the only way I see Cronkies selling Arsenal Football Club is there's a current case going on for him in America, um, you know. And if it comes down to him needing to sell Arsenal Football Club, I can see him eventually ending up selling the club quietly to uh, Daniel Ek, who's, you know with working alongside um the three arsenal legends Burkamp, um vieira and Henri, that's the only way i see progress happening for us to get a new owner and if arteta was sacked i think edu um so the one of the board members would go with him i don't think they would keep the board members but if we're not fixing the main root of our problems which is the puppet master i don't see a new manager coming in here and doing a lot that a lot of progress that we hope for. And I think we'll just keep recycling back into that same cycle that we've been in for the last 10 years since Kroenke took ownership of this club.
0: Yeah, it's just a tough one, really, because, again, as you said, the protests that you've had have been just laughable at best. I mean, going back to the whole Super League protest, you obviously had Chelsea, which Kind of that the our protest it was me I was there at the time, we we did everything we could to try and call off the game. We stopped the bus coming in. Um, certain fans were getting very rowdy, etc. And it ended up where our board members were having to come out and try and calm us down. And then they it, the news come out that after about half an hour after Petterchet come out and cal- told us to calm down, we're sorting it. We're out the Super League. Um, United, obviously. They got onto the pitch, um, got into the stadium. Obviously, that, for me, that is going a bit too far. I think that legally that is not right. But sometimes you have to do what you do. You have to do. And in the end of the day, they've now got Ed Woodward that's now leaving at the end of the year. So they've got some sort of uh, happiness from that. And then you've got Arsenal and Tottenham, which Arsenal's were better than Tottenham, to be fair. Tottenham had about 14 fans one went into the shop and bought a new shirt at the time. Oh, that, that was Tottenham uh, forever, the banter Club. But even Arsenal's it just—it just wasn't good. And every time I see an Arsenal protest, there's always so many different agendas in one protest, which mm. I feel you've got as our as a fan base protesting. You've got to have one clear message. And I think uh,
1: Matt, it's a the therapy session. Yeah, I mean, what's your, what's your problem? My problem's out there. What's yours? Mine's out yeah.
2: <laughs> no, Ryan's. Ryan is actually not wrong, Matt, because the first protest that happened, it was more primarily for the Super League. And the last protest, which was for the last game in the season against Brighton at home, there was a lot more people buying the new away kit in, you know, in the armory rather than protesting and getting the word across. And I think a lot of these protests as an international fan myself, although I can't go to protest, I try to get the message across on my social media platforms. And I always vouch for uh, mentioning that Kronki is the root of our problems. And, but I think what it comes down to is these protests that are, although they're great in, in the paper and to talk about for PR, um, I don't think you know they're as effective as they should be. I think a lot of it comes down to more of a social gathering and with a lot of people stuck in lockdown, you know, for the last year or so when COVID situations were really severe, I think the protest that happened last year was more like, hey, I missed you, how are you doing? It was more like a catch-up rather than actually, you know, having that one message. Uh, So I I completely agree with you on that.
0: Yeah, it's just just something that I, I just feel... Arsenal fans have got to put up with until it goes. I think you'd be in it for the long run. And it is a bit unfortunate to see what once was a great club fall into absolute mediocrity. And the fact that Tottenham are, are year in, year out doing better than you, that just shows how far Arsenal fans have truly fallen. Because no one wants to see Tottenham doing well and doing better than Arsenal. I mean, even us as Chelsea fans... We'd rather Arsenal do better than Tottenham. And it it is is a bit, while it's funny, it's a bit heartbreaking to see Tottenham as, well, not now, this is the third best team in London because obviously West Ham are doing the prop at the moment. But yeah, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Um, But it's something we'll have to hope that can change for you guys sooner rather than later. Um, We're now going to move into what might be quite good for me and ryan because i, I feel this will be pretty one sided is the combined 11 um i will be as neutral as possible i'll let ryan and melina have their say and then i'll if there is a bit of a debate i'll try and be as neutral as possible um
2: <laughs> you guys I, will be shocked when you hear my combined 11 that's all i'm going to say
0: uh, yeah I, I i i actually think it's going to be quite there's not going to be too much Issues because I think there's a lot of a, right, you a know lot of the players.
1: See, I say we compromise. Chelsea players as the starting eleven, Arsenal as the bench. <laughs>
2: Ryan, I, you're lucky this is uh, recorded by voice, right? You're lucky <laughs> this is not in person. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Ryan would would any of the play would any of the Arsenal players even get on the bench?
2: I don't know. Wow, <laughs> <I'm not> <laughs>
0: But anyway, we'll get it started. and I, <laughs> I, Hopefully this is a bit of a compromise, but obviously where we do play separate formations, I'm going to go over 4-3-3 because I feel that might be a little bit more better for Arsenal to get at least maybe one or more, one more player in, uh, but we'll see how it goes. Obviously starting off with the goalkeeper, um, Melina. Mendy, I'll let you Mendy go first. for
2: me. Uh, Mendy for me hands down you know he's been a really good keeper so far Um, that's a no-brainer Matt Um, not even just because I'm on your podcast Uh, Leno is really really poor from playing out from the back not as clinical on the ball and Mendy has been really good in your preseason and you know in the last in the first fixture you guys played he had done well Um, you guys kept a clean sheet Uh, no surprise there Um, Mendy come on has to be.
0: Yeah, Ryan, are you, are you gonna put Kepper in at all, Leno? Or do you agree with Mendy? Know, it's,
1: a, it's a tough debate between uh, Renison and Keppa, but I think outside for Nigeria, <laughs> I, um, yeah, it has to, be, has to be Mendy. I think this would have been uh, Ryan, Kepa. put
2: some respect on Kepa. he won you guys the super cup.
1: Yeah, uh, some respects on Renison, man, he made an Arsenal appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I think. If this was about maybe a year ago, or you say maybe even, I don't know, six six months, I think this might have been a bit of an adib- uh, a debate, even though I still rated Mendy better, but yeah, the only thing that Leno could maybe compute on is shot stopping, but even that, um, I think Mendy is better, so Mendy is better at most things, if not everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got to agree. I think Mendy, last season, he was probably one of the best goalkeepers in the league, let alone uh, either Chelsea or Arsenal. So I think that that is a slam dunk for Mendy. Um, moving into the left-back, this is where I think the debate will come in. Melina.
2: Oh, here we go. Um, I have to do it. I have to vouch for my boy, uh, Kieran Tierney. I, I have to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It it's tough okay, on Ryan. Okay, this is where
2: the bias comes comes through, but
0: R- Ryan, I'm
2: gonna stand by my my word for Karen Tierney.
0: Yeah, Ryan, do you, do you, are you gonna put Chilwell or Alonso or well Emerson's gone now, so we can't really say Emerson anymore. Uh,
1: Baba Raman. no I'm joking. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, I'm, I'll be honest, yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not just saying this because I feel sorry for Arsenal, but I'd actually put Karen in just because I feel like. His crosses and I feel like him taking on players is very, very, very good. And especially in a poor Arsenal side, he's the only guy who puts in respectable performances most times. There are a couple of times where he does get spun, but most of the time he's the only really consistent performer, respectable performer. So I'd probably go for um, Kieran Tierney, to be fair. No, I like Chawo, though. I think he's, he's good, though. is very good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. I mean, Tierney was a man that... When he signed for Arsenal, I, was, I looked at that and went, whoa, Arsenal don't normally make a sign-in like that. I always regarded him as someone Chelsea should sign. And obviously, we've signed Chilwell now. And I think it's quite close between the two. I think Chilwell and Tierney are probably one of the best, two of the best left-backs in the league, along with Luke Shaw. But yeah. the one, I think the thing with Tierney, I actually think he's been a bit more consistent than Chilwell. Uh, even with being in a team like Arsenal. So that's where I, I would su- suggest Tierney over Chilwell. But I do think this season, Chilwell will be a bit more consistent. And then we- next season, we'll be talking about that in a bit different light. Um, but yeah, if we'll go Tierney, we'll, we'll let an Arsenal player be in the squad. Wonder whether that's going to be the only Arsenal player, but we'll we'll wait and see. I was just see.
2: about to say that is, is that just the exception because I'm here, or? <laughs>
0: uh, I, I'm sure we'll be able to fit some Arsenal player in at some point. Um We've still got to talk about strikers because are we going to are we going to count Lukaku? Because obviously he's just he hasn't even played uh, a game yet. So
2: he I have counted Lukaku as my striker um in the combined eleven I made. So. I do consider him as eligible to play for for the game on Sunday, the London Derby. So, um, and there's a no brainer there since our strikers aren't really performing of the level of par and caliber of Lukaku.
1: Yo, Matt, I think he's probably done more in that um, open training session than Aubameyang done all season last season.
2: Ouch!
0: So Ouch! No, I mean... <laughs> Ryan, that, that is a little bit harsh, but
2: you stabbed a knife through my heart, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, I mean we'll move into the centre backs. Obviously Melino, I'll let you pick your two and then I'll move on to Ryan.
2: Um so centre backs, um I'm gonna go for Ben White and um and I'll go for Holding.
0: Wow, wow! Is oh God, I just oh okay, Ryan. Uh, do you want to put any of us any any Arsenal player in there on your lineup, or do you agree uh, with Molina?
1: Um, nah, I wouldn't put any Arsenal players there. To be fair, um, I'd go. I'd have to vouch for my guy Thiago Silva, favourite Chelsea player. I think he's very underrated. And I'd partner him next to Rudiger. I think goes better than Gabriel, Ben White.
2: Rudiger over Ben White? I would even... Sorry, can I change that to Ben White and Rudiger? I would do that instead. A lot better than Holding.
1: I think Thiago is better than Ben White. I think he's a lot better than Ben White.
2: But you've seen more of Thiago Silva than you have of Ben White, though. Which is yeah, fair. Yeah,
1: but... I mean, one's, a, one's a, a serial winner who's had over. 20 trophies in his career and he's captain, uh, and he's been captain for most of them. And one, the is a player that's been at Brighton most of his career. So no disrespect to Ben White, but I feel like there's levels.
2: Willian is also a serial winner, but let's look at his performance <laughs> too, right? No disrespect.
1: I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> captain for most of them. I mean, uh, Thiago that's was true. Captain that's in the true. Yeah. So he,
2: has, uh, Diego Silva, is a leader um, of your team, and I, I do give credit when and where it's due. Um, I would do Ben White and Rudiger, but that's probably just Arsenal bias because I don't want to make this all Chelsea.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I would 100% put Silva in because I, I do think he's. Not only the best centre-back at Chelsea, but I'd argue he's probably the what second, if not first, in terms of centre-backs in the entire league. I think a lot of people rate Ruben Diaz. Personally, whenever I've watched him play against us, I haven't seen what people think. Um, I do think Thiago Silva is just, even at 36, 37, an absolute world-class centre-back. Even in the open training session, he pocketed Lukaku like it was nothing. Obviously, that might just be for show and all that, but he's he's just he's just one hell of a player. And if it, if it wasn't for the West Brom games, which I think is a kryptonite, he he was fantastic throughout the whole season. Never made any mistakes whatsoever. So I'm I mean, I,
1: it's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would definitely put Thiago Silva in. <sighs> I mean, you did. So Diego
2: Silva and Rudiger is a good shout. I mean, okay, we'll rule out Ben White. I'll sacrifice. I Um, mean,
0: I was gonna say your argument for Ben White was good, but
2: not good enough as what he gave for um, Diego Silva. So I do understand that you know a serial winner and you know captain most of the time for Chelsea that does stand out a lot more promising and has a lot more weight than Ben White.
0: Yeah, I think mean, I am going to put Thiago Silva and Rudiger just because it, it is it is I I feel bad not putting any uh, not putting Ben White in and not putting an Arsenal player in, but I think it's just it, I'm trying not to be biased, but they are just two better centre backs. Unfortunately, I think Ryan's argument is pretty good for Rudiger and Silva, so we are going to stick them in at right back. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't see this being good for Arsenal either. I don't.
2: I don't have any Arsenal players, pick. so I have um, Aspelacueta and um, Rhys James. I
1: think. But I'll.
2: I'll do Aspelacueta.
1: I think uh, Hector Bellerin should be on the bench next to Aspelacueta while um, Reece James is on the pitch, so Aspelacueta can teach him how to take throw-ins. But yeah, I think should be Rhys James.
2: Yeah, I'll go for. I'll go for Licueta, though.
0: Yeah, I mean. Uh, and Reece James. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Reese James because I'm gonna I'm gonna impress all the Cobb and FC people that are listening. Um Reese James has been a wonderful player since he came back from the Wigan loan. Um hopefully we will see a lot more of him. But yeah, I mean it's it's hard because you've got Bellerin who can barely take a throw. I am not vouching football. for Arsenal
2: right backs Um <laughs> I'll make that clear. I'm sorry, I cannot do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean Cedric.
2: No, I'm an Arsenal fan, awful. but I'm not as deluded as uh some of them.
0: I mean, to be fair, Ty would have fa- would have found a way to get Bellerin in.
2: Yeah, least. no, uh, no chance. He can't even make a throw in and putting him in the same bracket as uh you know Reese James or Aspalaqueta is uh appalling to say the least.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean going into the midfield.
2: Conte, never- uh Conte. Uh, hands down and georginio uh,
1: there, there might be an argument for for party on his best form i rate party on his best party's injured
2: currently though and he won't play so, so we're doing
1: off a... availability he's ready to play now
2: yeah well i'm assuming Lukaku will play on sunday cuz he was in training so i'm going off of availability i would say kante uh considering he was in training and he looked really well in training videos and uh Jorginho. Yeah.
0: And who who would be your third midfielder?
2: My third midfielder would be either Money Mace or Kai Havertz. Um I'm gonna have to vouch for Kai Havertz here over Money Mace.
0: Interesting. Brian, do you do you do you have any Arsenal players you could put in or are you going for the same midfield?
1: Um yeah, I'm going for the for the same midfield, man. Maybe Granite Xhaka. Uh, wow. Maybe to, to build relationships with the fans. But nah, I'd probably go Jorginho, Kante, and Havertz. I think on his best form, I think Havertz is better than Mason Mount. I think he's got more potential. But I think Mason Mount does deserve to be in there. But it's just to say. I think
2: Havertz does more and delivers more in terms of an attacking threat um, than Mason Mount. And as much as I like Money Mace as a player, I think uh, Haberts to me, has to be in there.
0: I mean, the only thing I'd argue would is would, would we class Haberts more in the front three compared to the midfield? Because obviously, for Chelsea, he has predominantly played either as a right winger or in the false nine position. So that would be my only question in terms of that midfield three. But we can put Haberts in. If you guys are good with that. I mean I, I don't have any issues with that. I mean we could put Granite Jacker in and put him in as captain.
2: Because, I do not know, agree with that at he's, whatsoever. A great, he's a great captain. Um I speak five different languages and in five different languages I do not agree with that much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean okay, we'll we'll go with Kante, Jorginho and Kyle I mean that that is a that is a great midfield altogether. I think
2: that's a quality midfield and it's quality because um you know if party was fit I would have said Thomas party but assuming availability and going off availability for the London derby on Sunday I cannot put party who's injured to play um in this combined 11.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. That would have been the probably the one other player that I would have shoehorned into this team in terms of Chelsea Arsenal players but Unfortunately, it's just not meant to be. I mean, got injured against Chelsea, obviously. So, you know, tire would be moaning that we're cheating and all that. But there you go. That's well, one of them things. It's football. At the end of the day, it's you're going to get time, a rough man. tackle. Uh he's brilliant. I, I do. I, I, mean, I do.
1: I'm, I saw him in real life, man. He's such a he's such a calm guy in real life. Man. He's such a nice guy in real life. But he's one of the funniest people I've seen, man. when he defends Arsenal. <laughs> awesome.
0: Definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, uh, there's no one else that can defend. There's a saying: like, if like... you don't,
2: if you don't laugh, you'll cry. And I think he takes that literally. Um when <laughs> <but laughs> you're under these times, right? You kind of have to roll with it as much as you can.
1: The best thing is, I feel like he's actually being genuine. He doesn't do it for the cameras. Like he genuinely, like I think he genuinely believes everything he says. I feel like that's the funniest thing about it. Big Up Ty, man.
0: Yeah, Big Up Ty. Going into left wing, um Melina, is there any chance for any Arsenal
2: player? No, so I'm gonna go with Caleb Hudson Adoid. Cho has been really well. Um, you know, I've seen him play in your preseason. I think he's gonna get a lot more game time under Tuchel this season. I hope he does well, even though again I'm not a Chelsea fan. However, I'm logical. So no Arsenal players for me. I will have to go with Cho. <laughs>
0: Surprised you didn't put Martinelli just for his goal against Kante?
2: Um, Martinelli is a good player, but he hasn't gotten a lot game time last season. And we obviously know why, because Arteta chose his son Willian over Martinelli every single match, week in and week out. And although Martinelli came back from a serious injury, he was ready and willing to play and instead was warming the bench when it should have been the other way around. But that's a different story.
0: Yeah. I mean, Ryan, you... Love Calumanto so I mean this is this is this is wide open for you to say Calumanto and that is sealed, signed, and delivered. H- who do you think?
1: I'm um, gonna go Calumanto Adoya I think he's the best ever winger to play the game since uh, Ronaldinho. Whoa! Just <laughs> no, joking, oh, yeah. just joking, man. I have to feed it into it. the the chill sexuals. I'm joking.
0: It's, a, it's a good job, Jester's like on the on this right now. I didn't
2: know Callum Hudson-Odoi had an unofficial lawyer in London. I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're you you, you you're doing better than father does for Werner. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> if I'm being real, I'd probably go Pulisic. If we're speaking on his best form, I think I'd go Pulisic. I think my my, my thing with Hudson-Odoi is I, I rate Pulisic. I rate him very highly. All I said was with Callum Hudson-Odoi, which was blown out of proportion, was I just want to see him have a chance in the front three. That was it. Um, because I rate him highly, just like I rate. That's Pulisic. what I was
2: saying. I think he'll get a lot more game time this season, and hopefully, he can prove himself on the right, on the right wing side.
1: Yeah, but I think Pulisic, um, on his best form, I think is just you can't you can't handle him. Like his explosive pace and his dribbling, and his goal scoring on his best form, I think is so so good. It's just a shame that he doesn't deliver that consistently to Chelsea. But I think when he does. Like the lockdown Pulisic, um project restart Pudaricich was uh, was was too good, man. It was too much to handle for defenders. So we just need to see that consistently. But on his best form, I think Pudaricich goes on the left wing.
0: I mean, I I am going to just trigger Jester's just for the sake of it and put Kalimotson and Odoi in and overrule well, you, Ryan. I'm
1: here for it.
2: I'm here for it, man. I uh, also jet- said Kalimotson and Odoi, so. Exactly. Sorry,
0: sorry, sorry, Jess, it's 2-1. I mean, if you're listening, you, you probably will be. All right, we apologise, but Calamante-Odoi is that, the best player the game. I'm
1: that meme where that, with, with the guy on his face where um on the inside he's happy and then on the outside he's crying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. i mean, been going into right wing now. Melina, are we putting Willian in?
2: No, not at all. I'm sorry, you guys. I think he's right now enjoying the fruits of his labor way too much. Um, And I think he's not the man for the job. He should be, you know, relaxing on that bench over there and preferably not even on the roster. Um, With all due respect, I don't think Willian should be in there whatsoever. Um, And yeah. Let's leave it at that. Before I start saying stuff I shouldn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he, he he did he did the typical Chelsea thing. He goes to Arsenal to retire. That that is how it works nowadays. Chelsea Chelsea players go to Arsenal to retire. Arsenal Ars, Arsenal players come to Chelsea to win trophies. That's Apparently just
1: how it goes. Reason, right now. The only reason he went to Arsenal was um, Because the restaurant was closer to Emirates Stadium. So he oh finish. my gosh. Uh, you know, because, it's one of them ones, in it, where you where you you move schools and that just because the the house is closer. You know what I mean? So
0: Jesus, got to
1: do. got William.
0: Yeah, I mean that's why that's why Tammy Abraham didn't want to come to Arsenal in the end. he didn't want to retire.
2: Say, I think Tammy has more ambition in his career. Like, like he what? wants to play under Mourinho. Yeah,
0: he's yeah, probably just you. thinking, I'm 23. I I, I don't want to retire yet. So I'll Yo, move don't on. Don't worry,
1: Melino, Melino. Um, how highly I speak of Tiago Silver. you'll get him in the next couple of years, man. Don't worry. Oh. <laughs> you'll get him, and you'll you'll probably get him when his son's made it professional. Oh, you're taking, you're taking
2: the piss. You're taking the have You're <laughs> gonna have
1: his son. You're gonna have his son up front. And then okay. You're gonna have him in defense. Oh my days.
0: <laughs> oh, but Melina, what, what, who, who would you pick at right wing? In um, all seriousness,
2: right wing. It's a player, you know. Um. Ryan vouched for earlier, I would put Pulisic there.
1: Pulisic on the right. Okay.
2: Yeah, I would play him on the right. Um, I want to see, you know, how he does. I don't, I wouldn't vouch for, you know, Arsenal player on the right wing. The only right wing player I'll vouch from Arsenal, who I think, you know, on his day can really do well. He's developed a lot more confidence and seems to be playing with a lot more um, ambition and, and drive. I would say Pepe.
1: Not Saka.
2: Um no, because I wanna see Pepe and I wanna see what he has to offer. It's his third season at Arsenal and for seventy two million what we paid for him, I need to see more of Pepe. I think a lot of us Arsenal players rely on Saka and Kieran Tierney to carry the team. I wanna see what Pepe has to offer.
0: Yeah, I mean Ryan, would you would you agree or have you got anyone else in mind? I mean the one consideration I was going to ask before Ryan goes, Hakim Ziyech is back in training, so will we regard Ziyech as illegible? because he was injured but is technically in training? So he. Could I think feature. he'll
2: be be from the, off the bench, uh, Ziyech. I don't yeah. think he'll start. Does that but
0: in use him in, or... in terms of the combined eleven, though, will we include him in the discussion or?
2: If we're gonna include Ziyech in the discussion, then I would go for Hakim Ziyech hundred percent. Um I would vouch for him over Pepe.
0: Yeah, I mean that was well, that was my only argument to that. Uh Ryan, do you think you would you be happy with Hakim Ziyech? Or are we gonna let Pepe have the have the throne?
1: I'm gonna really go for Pepe. I think the only arsenal player that I think is in the conversation is Makayo Saka. Um I feel like he's been a lot more consistent than Pepe. I feel like, yes, maybe Pepe on his best day is better than uh, Bakayo Bakayo Saka. Maybe. Um, But I'm not even too sure of that. But I think what I've seen from Ziyech, I think Ziyech is just one of them players. Like, on his day, he's just crazy. Like, his chance creation... And everything I think we've seen it in pre season and we saw it like last season like Matt, you remember them couple of games when Ziyech came back from injury at the start of last season back like against Sheffield united and Rennes and stuff like that Ziyech there is the z h you wanna see man, Cause, uh i think it'll be z h on the right now
0: yeah i mean i i'm gonna p i am going to i gonna agree and put z h because he's phenomenal the Moroccan wizard and he in in pre season even just looking at form he has been one of the best players in preseason, And just for the label on top, it's a player that Arsenal were always linked with but never got. I so. knew
2: you were about to say this. And the other <laughs> thing is, like we we know when Ziyech is not injured, we know what he has to offer. And I think that can't be matched from Pepe or Saka. So I do agree with you guys on that.
0: Yeah, so we've come to the final position. And obviously, due to injury, well, Aubameyang is technically negative now, so we could discuss him in the situation, but it is between Lukaku, Balogun, or Malina, Um, This is not picking? even
2: a topic of discussion, um, with all due <laughs> respect. Our strikers are not turning up, and Lukaku, for the price tag he is, let alone the price tag, we know what Lukaku did at Everton. We know what, you know, although Man United fans didn't give him much of a chance, Lukaku is lean, As ever and agile as ever before. And he's coming back to the bridge with so much energy and so much ambition that he's going to tear this combined eleven apart. And to me, it's a no-brainer. Guys, if you guys pick someone else other than Lukaku, um, I don't think we can talk ever again. So Lukaku is, is the man for me.
0: I mean, Ryan, this might be the easiest question ever, but Lukaku...
1: Uh, I think Lukaku, <laughs> but I want to give an honourable mention to Lacazette. I feel like he should be in the squad. Lacazette's not going
2: to play though, Ryan. No,
1: nah, but I'm just saying, I feel like even if he's injured, he's so good at holding up the play. Maybe he can hold up the team sheet in the dressing room as well.
2: Uh, uh, he was already he was already ruled out because of COVID.
1: No, nah, I was just saying well, maybe he could hold is it up. COVID,
0: is it COVID or transfer flow?
1: I think it's arteta <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'd go with Lukaku, man. It has to be Lukaku. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. Lukaku as well. So, that makes it 10 Chelsea players, one Arsenal player, which I'm sure Molina probably isn't as surprised.
2: But... No, I'm not surprised. Even on my... On my um. What I had written down, I only had one Arsenal player to begin with. So, I'm not surprised, and rightfully so. I mean, we're making combined eleven based on performances and based on ability. And, you know, our players are not up to par with the level of um, pace, agility, and, you know, through balls and press-persistent type of players. Our players can't match that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it just shows how far the club has fallen because... Even four or five years ago, it would have been easily five or s- five Chelsea players, six Arsenal players, or six Chelsea players, five Arsenal players. But now, you can barely put anyone in for a discussion. And even the Arsenal player that we are putting in, Tierney, is one that is heavily contested. It's not like it's a slam dunk either. Um, so, it, it's unfortunate for Arsenal. and I think, hopefully, in future years to come, Molina will come on this channel. You would have signed more players, and you'll be able to have a better discussion. But unfortunately, the tale is. Hopefully, we
2: sign more players and less of Chelsea's retirement home. That would be yeah. lovely to see.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Aspira quite is getting old. Thiago Silva's <laughs> getting old, so few more to come yet. But um, guys, in everyone that's listening, let us know in the comment section on Twitter what your combined eleven is. Do you agree with ours, or do you think? You've, we've missed any players out. I'm sure the Mason Mount fanboys, Johnny, are going to be screaming that we haven't put Mason Mount in. We apologise.
2: Just about to say that we have the minerals, but not enough minerals, as Johnny for Mason Mount.
1: Yeah, I hope you can't. I hope you can't report on Skype because uh, on Skype because I feel like Johnny might.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I, feel, I feel I'm going to get a Johnny bomb tomorrow. But um, we'll, we'll we'll go now into the final part of uh the preview obviously the predicted 11 the predictions Melina I'll start with you what how do you think Arsenal are going to line up for the game how do you think they're going to play this game out tactically and what do you think the score is going to be
2: yeah so for a team that likes to press and play high pressing resistant football I think we are best off doing a 3-4-3 formation and um I'm gonna go off the bat although um you know, we have a new goalkeeper coming in. I don't think he's going to start, you know, he's a backup goalkeeper for a reason. So obviously Leno in goal, Um, Tierney, Holding and Ben White will be my three center backs. My left back will, uh, my left midfielder would be Tavares. My center midfield will be a partnership of Granit Shaka, and Lokonga, although I know Arteta against the top four teams last season he did choose Elneny over Shaka. um um Elneny does not play well against teams that have very good pace you know he's very slow and plays out of his position I I'd rather see what what Granit Shaka can do and it's kind of like saying one bad apple over the other but I don't have much options to go with in the first place um Right midfielder, I would go with Ainsley Maitland-Niles, left wing, Saka, at striker, Martinelli, and right wing, Pepe. Um, for me, I'm going to go with either side of the wing for Saka, Pepe, or, um, and then I'm going to go for a score prediction of 2-1 Chelsea. I just think, you know, with the way Chelsea have been playing in their preseason, and although we got unlucky with starting the f- season off of the Premier League with you know, players testing for COVID and playing our youngsters. I think our youngsters were not ready and not confident enough going into that game. We looked like the team that, that um, you know, what, went into the championship. We didn't look like a team that was ready to play. And that didn't look like a Premier League opener that should have been. And I don't think we've been doing much work in terms of training. Um, hopefully I'm proven wrong because we did have a good record against Chelsea. But then again, we don't have trophies for that for that you know bragging rights we don't we didn't win anything for that right it was just three points at the end of the day and that was it we still fell into eighth place again so it wasn't much of progress to me and although it's good bragging rights for a day um you guys are your Euro- european champions and i can't write that off from you guys and i can't match that for many many years to come so i think you know i don't think you guys will keep a clean sheet hopefully i'm proven wrong and hopefully the squad does well I want to see what Martinelli has to offer, because Martinelli, last season, I barely saw him. I saw him more on the bench, and if he's fit to make the bench, why isn't he fit enough to start? And I think Arteta really played him when he needed him for that 15, 20 minutes. And you can see how much of a difference he makes when he comes into the squad. Um, you know, brings a lot more creativity and a lot more pace into the into the squad, but one player isn't going to save our game. And if we're not being able to press and keep up with players like Kai Havertz and, and Mason Mount, if you go with them and you're starting 11, and if Lukaku's starting, we're in for a nightmare in our own yard. You know, I know you guys are, are overly confident, but hopefully that confidence doesn't uh, fall down on you guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm not... I'm trying not to be overly confident because I know how we've... Done that every time in the last few years, and even when we have won, we've had to come from behind. It's been a bit of luck on our side that we've got the result. So I, I, I'm taking Arsenal seriously. Uh, hopefully, everyone else is, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, Brian, how how do you think Chelsea are going to line up um, on Sunday? How do you think we're going to try and beat Arsenal? And what do you think your score is going to be?
1: In terms of the lineup. I think he'll probably be Mendy in goal. I think it's going to be interesting to see who starts as the middle centre-back. I think Chalaba will keep his place at right centre-back and Rudiger definitely at left centre-back. I think Chalabar will keep his place just because, for like, um Tuke will see that he's very confident at the moment. He scored that goal, which will probably define his whole Chelsea career. It was a great goal. He fell into tears. So I think a young player like that will need confidence. So you don't play with momentum. I think he plays the next game. It's going to be interesting to see who starts as the middle centre-back. Will Christensen keep his place? Will he bring in Thiago Silva, who surely should be fit by now? I would go Thiago Silva. I think Tuchel would probably go Silva as well, just because I feel like they will probably want to get him back into the team as soon as possible. We've got some big games coming up, like Liverpool. Um, so I think he'll be Silva, really and Chalabar. And then the midfield, I don't think he'll rush Kante back. We've got a long season ahead and a lot of competition. I think we're going to slowly bring Kante back in. Um, I think it'll be Jorginho Kovacic. The wing-backs, I think it'll definitely be Chilwell. Um, I think the way Tukul spoke about Chilwell, was kind of like, yeah, he's not fit enough to play, but it sounded like when he is fit, he's going to play Chilwell. Right wing-back. I actually think he'll go Hudson-Odoi. I don't know why, but I don't think he'll play, James, just because I feel like probably just want a bit more attacking intent against Arsenal. And I feel like, yeah, I'll explain why later. And then I think, as the front three, as much as I really want to see Lukaku play, I don't think I don't think Tufu will play him, man. I feel like he'll leave him on the bench. I don't know why, but I think he's going to go Warner, Havertz and mace him out. I just don't think he's going to play Lukaku. Just because, I don't know, even when I watched him at the open training session, I know you can't take too much off it because it's it's training. But um, when I watched him, he was a bit... I don't know, it looked like he does need a bit of time to gain a bit of chemistry with the squad. I hope I'm wrong and I hope he does play, but I think he will be um, coming on as a, as a sub. And then our game, how are the I think the game will go is I think Arteta will probably line up in a 3-4-3, like Molina said. I think he'll just try to be very defensive and uh, fancy his chances on the counter-attack. I think Chelsea... Are just going to try to dominate the ball. I don't think we're going to try to thrash Arsenal like 5 6 nil. I just think we're going to try to keep the ball, take our chances when given, hopefully bring on players like Lukaku, Kante, James when, they, when, when we're one or 2 nil up. And yeah, I just think Arsenal will put a lot of men behind the ball and try to just hit us on the counter-attack with their young players. And I think we will just keep the ball, keep the ball, keep the ball, and eventually the chances will open up. And I think if we get an early goal, Arsenal will be forced to come out. And then I think that's when I think that's when we're going to thrive, when we're hitting them on the counter-attack and opening them up when they when when they open up. So, yeah, that's why I think hudson Doyle will play. Um, just because I feel like we'll have most of the ball and Tuco will see that. So, we're going to want a bit more attacking intent. And, yeah, as for the score prediction, I'll probably go 3-0. I think for most of the game, I think Ouch. Arsenal will put... Play- I, I think Arsenal will put players behind the ball and I think we will get a goal to open them up and then I do think they'll come up and then I feel like as they start to open up a bit I think bring on Lukaku and Kante I think we'll just destroy them and we'll get two extra goals to make it three Reno.
0: Yeah, I mean I I think for me looking at how Chelsea are going to line up I, I would say um, Mendy will be in goal. I think it will be Rudiger, Silva and Shalaba. I think Rhys James will play at right wing-back. Chilwell will play at left wing-back. You'll have Jorginho and Kante return in the middle. Um, and then the front three, I do think he's going to play Lukaku. I think it would be criminal not to play him. I think with all the money we've spent on him, he's had a few training sessions and... Arsenal may may just be the game to bring him into. I, th- I think it.
1: I mean, it, Matt, it, he has been he has been speaking to Didier Drogba a lot, so I'm sure in a couple of yeah. conversations, give him a couple of sneaks and tricks, and how to, to score against
0: to Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the next game is Manchester City, so I just feel like throwing him into that kind of game may not be the best.
1: to be fair, but yeah.
0: Is it or is it Man?
1: Nah, I
0: think it's Liverpool. it's Liverpool our s-
2: next game is Man City for us.
0: OK, so it must be Liverpool then. I mean, even Liverpool. I know we've got a hard game coming up next, so it it wouldn't be good to throw him into momentum, that.
1: If we, get, if we get Lukaku into this game, maybe get one or two goals against a weaker Arsenal side, then against Liverpool, he might be ready. So Yeah, your next game is uh,
2: Anfield away.
0: Yeah, so I think that's a hard game to throw, to start Lukaku in first start. So I think, I think you start Lukaku, I think, Mount will play one side, and I think Kai Havertz will play the other. So um it'll be interesting to see. I, I would like to see Werner in, but I think he'll put Werner on the bench. Um in terms of my prediction, I'm gonna say three one. Um Ouch. I think we will <laughs> dominate the game. I think we will I think we will go three 0 up. Um but is gonna come on. And he's going to have his goal where Arsenal fans are going to hype him up for the next 18 months. He's going to It's probably going to be a Jorginho slip this time. He runs through chips over Mendy and Arsenal get their consolation goal that they can say is their highlight of the season. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it, I, 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 it makes me sound confident, but at least I'm not as confident as Jester's saying 5-0.
1: Yeah, Jester's been banging on about fans.
2: Yeah, he's been he's been going on a mad one, Jester's.
1: I mean to be fair, he did say three 0 The last time um a Chelsea fan I remember, I think it was Prime or someone like that, they predicted eight 0 Chelsea when Lampard was manager. And um yeah, that didn't go too well for he lost three one to Arsenal, so over, yeah. Over, yeah, but I
2: I'm still traumatized by Baku that even if I heard we're linked with the player uh, Baku, it still brings me Arsenal PTSD from from those dark times in the past.
0: Yeah, oh, that was a that was a great final. Um, yeah. But I mean, to be fair for Jester's, he I did I was doing uh, he did
1: right on that day because uh, I, I was breaking my fast and Jiru scored, so I clearly I mean I must have I must have. I um
2: in that final um I broke my iPad I smashed it um <laughs> and then in this final for the for the Europa League when we lost to when we lost to um. Unai Emery's Villarreal. I smashed my iPad again, <laughs> so. um iPad Yeah, I just, lost just my clue Just today. don't.
0: Just just put your iPad in the cupboard.
2: We uh, ended up Sunday. taking we, we, when Bemiang hit the post. We ended up taking him off and brought on William. and that's when I lost my I lost my cool. I was like, I can't. But Baku is one of the worst moments of, of my life. Like uh, in recent times, it's one of the worst moments of my life. Um. You know, first would, be we, sold Percy. first would be when we when we sold Van Persie, First would be when we when we sold Van and then um that was very, very hard for me to bear. I actually um yeah, that's a story um for another day.
0: Yeah, well I mean to be fair with Jesters though, he did he did predict three 0 pa three to Chelsea and that did happen. So maybe Jesters would be right again. And if he is, I'm sure there's going to be a new iPad on order for Melina. (laughs) She's going to have to break another one. But, I mean, that does bring us to the end of a wonderful pod. Um, It's been wonderful to have two fresh new faces on. It's our first opposition preview of the season. I think it went pretty well. Uh, I think me and Ryan will be very happy with how it went. Melina... Probably. I had a
2: great time, and um, you know, although we're talking about how frustrating Arsenal is, you know, you got to be realistic in this sense. And as much as you guys bantered me, um, I have to take it, and I'm not in a position where I can I can uh, slate you guys back. Um, but we'll see on Sunday what happens.
0: Yeah, well, I, I always say football goes round in cycle, so at some point in the hopefully in the distant future. You'll be coming on and you'll be bantering us just as much as we bantered you. And it'll be great um, for you. Probably not great for us, but it will happen eventually. Uh, So I just want to say thank you to both of you for coming on. Uh, Melina, obviously, thank you for coming on as our first Arsenal fan on the podcast. I'm sure we'll have you on again. And if, if Arsenal do somehow win... You're more than welcome to come on the pod on Sunday and rip us all to shreds about how good Arsenal are and how crap we are. Um, But do you want to let the viewers know where they can find your stuff?
2: Yes, Matt. Thank you so much for the opportunity, for um, having me on your podcast as an Arsenal fan. I know it's very hard for you to listen to us. Um, A lot of us are deluded fans, but um, I'm sensible and if you guys want to hear more of what I have to say in terms of football, FPL, or Arsenal in general, you can check out my YouTube channel. It's just Miss Molina on YouTube. I just reached two thousand subscribers today, so if you guys want to join a growing community, feel free to check out my content and give it a subscribe.
0: Yeah, fant- fantastic! I mean, two thousand really good. Um, hopefully, on the up uh, and up and coming. Um, obviously, I know you've done some other stuff on Mo's channel. I mean, both you, Mo, is probably one of the be, uh, most level-headed and actually sensible Arsenal fans going. And I mean, you as well. Your channel, I've watched some of it, and you you speak real facts. You don't you don't sugarcoat it, but you're also not um, too negative and just trying to get stuff of you. So, guys, I would recommend watching Melina's stuff especially Sunday when the post-match review, we she'll be doing <laughs> it on a broken iPad. Uh, all cracks on the screen, but banter no, aside, video, it's a very good video, channel.
1: If the video comes out in um, 240p because she broke her camera, don't ask why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but yeah, everyone, go subscribe to Melina's channel. The uh, link will be in the description. Go subscribe. One of the best Arsenal channels go in. And let's get her up to 2,500 subscribers. Um, Ryan, thank you for coming on. Obviously, it's been a long time coming that I've uh, meant to bring you on, but hopefully we'll have you on again. And if you want to let the viewers know where they can find your stuff.
1: Yeah. um, First of all, for our shout-out, my stuff, I just want to say a massive thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Um, It was fun. And, yeah, it was good to hear your opinion, Molina's opinion my um, rival's opinion, a rival fan's opinion on Chelsea, so big thank you to having me on, for having me on, I appreciate that a lot, it was very fun, and yeah, as for me, please, please do subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, Rayon R A Y Y A N S I A R S or into YouTube, you can just write C-R-S-I-A-R-S, I should come up there, we just recently hit 400 subscribers, but um let's do more man let's get to 500 and hopefully 1000 and you
2: know what i mean more
1: and then as for my social media follow me on my instagram twitter uh Miss all just brand C just like my youtube just like my youtube name so just make sure to follow me there but everyone make sure to listen to matt's podcast follow worldwide chelsea pod articles and follow matt as well very calm guy man
0: yeah i mean ryan thank you for your kind words um obviously ryan ryan's channel is brilliant offers a wide range of uh, topics and discussions his chelsea quiz which i still make to the point that i was a bit robbed there with the hard <laughs> questions but there 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 you go that's to make uh, it easy for you man hey <laughs> I, I i it seems like every other every other quiz i got much better i got much better marks than i did in the other one so yeah. just saying yeah. Because uh, when
1: you're the hot seat and that, the pressure comes to you, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, but obviously he's got his uh, open training vlog that he did yes uh, from yesterday. That's a brilliant video. Make sure you all go check it out. And just a little bit of plugs of this channel. Today we released and made our Instagram account. We've uh, branched our horizons from Twitter and we've moved on to Instagram as well just to try and increase some viewers. So if you're on Instagram, it's the same at WWC pod articles, make sure you give us a follow. We're already at 20, sub- 20 followers. So hopefully we can get higher and get to a hundred by the time this is out. Um, and yeah, share everything. Let, let, let's try and grow this channel. Remember, if you want to put your ratings down on Apple podcast, please do. We're trying to improve the channel, the podcast in the next few weeks. So, Give us your criticisms, no matter how harsh or unharsh it is. I'm strong. I can take whatever you give me. Um, Continue to like, subscribe,
2: and...